Welcome to the Making Today Your Bitch podcast, where we get real about what sucks in your life and get you on the right track to make today your bitch. Now here's your host and kindness connoisseur, certified life coach and personal trainer, Marissa Nicholson. Hello, everybody. Episode five. Alrighty, my loves. So I hope that you guys enjoyed last episode. You know, the funniest thing about doing these podcasts so far is that when I sit down to write them, I kind of think about the people that might benefit the most from them, um, who might reach out, and of course, who I can help. That's why I do this, right? Now, with this last one, I was freaking wrong about who was going to reach out, who needed it. Um, Honestly, I thought that the single ladies would be the ones that were reaching out to me um, for the most support or help or with questions. Nope. It was men, you all. Like, I got so much feedback from men, both in relationships and not in relationships. They thanked me and asked me questions, and some even asked this lady out, (laughs) which was a little awkward. Um, But think about that. Like, why would men more than women reach out? And the one thing that all of those men that reached out had in common is that they had fallen victim to the crap that I talked about in last episode. Like, they had at one point in their lives or another been treated poorly, nagged, pretty much asked to not have any personality or passion in their lives, essentially be a shell of the man that they used to be now because you're in a relationship and you can't have both, right? Ladies, we need to own our shit. We truly do need to heal and be more confident so we quit taking it out on our significant others or our potential significant others in this crazy, insecure way. Now, I am not saying that all that is wrong with dating and relationships is on us because I could tell you some stories about dating my sweet loves. (laughs) My God and baby Jesus, it is a little freaky out there. I'm not going to lie to you. So men got their pile of crap that they're dealing with, too, that they're bringing to the table. What I am saying is we have things we need to work on. And when we show up differently, then they will have no choice but to do the same. Or they will kick rocks and that's cool, too. If you are not feeling secure, I can guarantee that it is showing up in an unhealthy way in all of your relationships, period. And I'm not talking about just romantically. This shows up in your career, friendships, relationships with family. The list goes on. If there is a human that you're in a relationship with, this shows up there. It shows up by you judging others, not taking chances or making changes, even when you know they are a must to get where you want to be. It also shows up by accepting bad relationships and treatment you don't deserve. So how do you fix that? I'm here to tell you that the work is heavy and freaking slow. But it's 100% worth it. It's called boundaries and confrontation. Did everybody just shut down? It was the confrontation, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> I bet I had y'all at boundaries. And then when I said confrontation, y'all were like, this bitch has gone too far. <laughs> I know, I know. Zero people love confrontation. Well, except this queen. I love it. Yes, I love it. And not because I like to start crap with people or I'm secretly a mean asshole. <laughs> it's because long ago, I realized confrontation doesn't have to be bad. Let me say that one more time for you people way in the back. Listen to me closely. Confrontation doesn't have to be bad. In fact, long ago, I stumbled on the Hindi meaning of confrontation, and it changed everything for me. The definition I found was a bold challenge. Okay, now if you know this girl, you know I love a challenge, right? So I started to think about each time I needed to have a hard conversation as a challenge to get in a better relationship with that person. If I had to clean up something with someone else, I would process what I was feeling and if it was important enough to have the conversation about. If it was, I would then think about how I could communicate how I was feeling or what I needed in a way that the other person could hear me and not get defensive. Now, this isn't easy because when we are at the point when we need to have a conversation like this, we are already feeling a certain kind of way, right? Like we have emotions on rise and we are not thinking clearly or being our best selves. Not exactly the best time to communicate with another human. This is why we need to process before we communicate. Our first go-to is usually a less than desirable comment that is dripping with human ego. Brene Brown calls this your shitty first draft. And I love that because it's so true. The first thing that comes to us is typically an emotionally encharged and dickish comment, right? And like any shitty first draft, it needs to be rewritten so it doesn't suck and haunt us forever. Lesson, we need to check our ego before we say words. The best way to do this is to ask yourself if you want this person in your life. Are they important to you? Is it worth investigating how they are feeling so that you can put your crap aside and clean this shit up? If your answer is yes, then you know it's time to drop the feels and the ego and truly think about a way that you can communicate in a way that that person and you are going to get into a better relationship. It is important to look at confrontation like it's about the circumstance, not the person. I truly believe that unless you're a serial killer, people have the best intentions. We are all navigating the world and relationships with the tools that we were given as children, and we know they were probably shitty tools, right? Like, they weren't the best tools we got. So when I have a situation that doesn't feel good to me, I stop and process. Is this about what they are doing, or is it triggering my old shit? Basically, is this about them or me? Once I figure out where it's coming from, then I ask myself, do I need to have a conversation with them or not? If I do, I put myself in their shoes 
and think about what might be triggering them or having them act in this way. Then I think about how I can communicate how I'm feeling or my needs in a way that can clean up the circumstance and have us be in a better relationship. Typically, the easiest way to go to them is with a white flag, meaning humble your damn warrior. If you are trying to be right, this shit's not going to work. If you are trying to get your whole damn story out and all your reasons, this is not going to work. I know this shit's hard to hear, but your story, your why, your excuses, they don't matter. The solution does. The relationship does. You said this person was important to you and you wanted them in your life? Then cut the ego bullshit. Put down your ego and go to them. Often I will ask for clarity around their actions. No, not why did you do this? That puts some walls up. But is there something that I'm doing that's having you do whatever the hell they're doing? Because that's how we get to better understanding. I may even ask them if they're okay. Because maybe they've seemed off lately and I'm concerned about them. Remember, I want them in my life. I am concerned about them. I do want to be in a better relationship. The thing about confrontation, when you come at it from a humble place and with the intent of loving the other person, is that they will meet you there. When you come at it with a machine gun, you're going to war, my friend. The best thing to do is have clear boundaries and then hold everybody to them. If they step over them, have a conversation immediately. The reason we get into confrontation that is warlike is because we don't have the conversation quick while they're small. We sweep that shit right under the rug, right? Because we're afraid to have the conversation with the other person because we're not really sure how they're going to react. And so we would just pretend like it's not there until it literally is exploding out from under the damn rug. We can't even put any other thing under there. Now, how about we just talk about shit when it happens? Like, as, as soon as it bothers you. And not let one small thing have us eat someone's ass because we've put a million other big-ass things under this festering, bubbling, freaking rug. Now, I will tell you, I am the queen of clean in this way, folks. I clean up everything that is having me feel a certain kind of way. Why? Because I don't want beef with anybody. It's not worth it. Sometimes I even clean stuff up that I feel like I've screwed up and the other person has no idea what I'm even talking about. I don't care. If I feel a way, I am cleaning that shit up. And I can tell you that living this way is so calm and not stressful at all. Like I have nothing that's eating me up. Nothing. I got no BS with any mofo in my life. If they're here, they're worth investing in, and I've cleaned it up if I needed to. Whether it was my screw up or, or I was feeling like they were acting a certain way. It's all clean. Now how did I get there? Boundaries. You see, most of us never really define our boundaries. 
We tend to get kind of a spidey sense when someone pushes our buttons. But if you haven't defined them, and you don't really know what's showing up for you, how do you hold people to them? I sat down 15 years ago and defined mine. It was a funky process because I wasn't sure where to even start. It's not like we are taught to have boundaries or coping skills, or even the skills it takes to communicate through a confrontational conversation when we're little. We are modeled whatever our parents' go-to is, which is usually some crappy survival skills passed down like a messed-up family heirloom that nobody wants. I know I was. I was modeled that vulnerability is weakness. Whether that was being sick or, or having feels or trusting someone. So guess what? That was my shitty go-to. Even to this day, I will lick my wounds in the corner and come out when I'm strong again. And I don't even realize I'm doing it until I find myself in that damn corner withdrawn from everyone. I now reach out to my tribe when I feel this way, mostly. I'm, just, I'm working on it. <laughs> but it's a trauma trigger for me. So I don't even know that I'm doing it before I am. It's not cute, right? But it's real. So when I was making my boundaries, I thought, I'll just start with my non-negotiables. Meaning, what I will not accept from any relationship. It's always easier for our brains to go to the negative. So I thought I would use that to my advantage here. I started my list with, I will not accept giant at the top. And then I listed all the things that I wouldn't accept from any person that would be allowed to stay in my life. Some of mine were dishonesty, selfishness, and putting others down to make themselves feel good. I hate that shit. From there, I flipped my list to my boundaries. Each item that I would not accept became a boundary for me. For instance, I will only allow people in my life that are honest with me, even when it's hard to be. And I will only allow people in my life that build up others and that are kind and humble. Those are some of mine. Now, once I had my list, I went through each item and made sure I was being those things for the other people in my life. And then, Mama went straight to that relationship garden and I started weeding. I mean, I rolled up my sleeves and I looked long at heart at what relationships were filling me up and sticking to my boundaries. And the ones that were not, I dug out by the root and I never looked back. I realize it sounds easier than it actually is to cut some folks out of your life. And... If you really do the work to create your boundaries, it's simple to look at the people that are not filling you up and be honest with yourself. You have known that relationship wasn't good for a long time, haven't you? You have just not believed you could walk away. Well, love, I have some news for you. Not only can you, but when you do, some beautiful cosmic shit will show up for you, I promise.
The way I look at life is bridges and paths. Bridges are meant for a short time to carry us from path to path. Now, bridges could be jobs or relationships or, or some short-term passion. We will never be content on a bridge or, or feel like we're achieving anything because all they're meant for is to bridge the gap of time and space between two paths in our lives. They're meant to be temporary. Paths, however, are a place we spend significant time. These are areas in our life that we grow and achieve and feel content until it's not our path any longer. Then we jump onto a bridge. Often we decide to make a bridge or a path our home way freaking longer than it was ever supposed to be ours. This is when you're, you're feeling drained or like you have no purpose. It's also when we're accepting BS and not showing up in our own lives. So if you're feeling this way, you're on a bridge or a path that ain't your bridge or path any longer. Get off. However, when we have the lady balls to walk away from what was never ours, the path that we were supposed to be on becomes super clear. So if you are in a place in your life where you're feeling stuck or like you're not getting anywhere, you are on a path or a bridge that has expired, my love. And you have a choice. Stay and be resentful and shitty or jump and get on a better journey. Looking at your relationship garden and cleaning house is the first place to start once you are clear on your boundaries. Then, be unapologetic about holding people to them. In my life, I don't care if you are my blood or an acquaintance. If you push one of my boundaries, we will have a kind and wonderful conversation. If you do it again, you're not welcome here any longer. You're fired. And this HR lady is slow to hire and quick to fire, and she carries a no rehire policy. You're out, you're out. The best thing about this is when you do this work, you start to believe you are worth standing up for. Then, if someone should step over your boundaries, you will have a kind and swift conversation. Yes, confrontation. Immediately and clean it up. Why? Because you're worth it. Please go out there and do this work. Sit down and write them boundaries, you all. And then hold some mofos to them. You are worth that. And you need to prove that to yourself. It is amazing what shows up when you start to hold people to those boundaries. The people, the jobs, the beauty that shows up in your life when you believe you're deserving of it is unmeasurable. This is the key. This is your five-step freaking program, except I don't know how many damn steps there are. There's a million fucking steps. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Get your ass out there and do them. It's worth it. You're freaking worth it. 
Thank you all for spending time with me. Go make them boundaries, loves. You are worth this work. A better path is waiting for you. Go claim that shit and go make it your bitch. If you like what you heard on the show today and want more information, have questions you'd like me to cover on the show, or just want to cyber stalk me, head on over to maketodayyourbitch.com. <laughs>